Hello and welcome to the Reader Copy Podcast, a comic podcast about comic books. My name is Chris. It is Monday, November. I'm pointing at Daniel. This November. Uh, today. Monday is, is November. Monday Daniel, I'm looking at 23? you. 23? Monday, November 23. I think. I, I knew that. Best guess. Um, uh, like I said, my name is Chris. I'm the co-host. I'm here with the voice you heard, Daniel. Yes. And just a reminder, it is for sure November 23rd, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. I'm pretty sure it's 2020. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can feel it in the air. It's the Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so have you been practicing with your monthly yes. uh, turkey intake? Yeah, well, your weekly intake? So I like I'm usually vegetarian, right? Oh, that's right. But one day a month I'll eat meat and I've already chosen that one day. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel after that one day? We went to a uh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. We're sitting outside, right? But mm-hmm. it is an endless amount of Korean barbecue as you want. Yeah. I think this is like my fourth month in a row of doing this where like one day I'll eat meat once a month, right? Yeah. Re- refresh your system, right? Yeah. To re- remember what you are trying to avoid. <laughs> one cheat day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first month I did it and then I ate meat that one day. I was like, oh, this is a huge mistake, right? Okay. But now I think my body is more acclimated to like, okay, here's the one day, prepare yourself and then gorge out. Gorge out. <laughs> Have at. Yeah. Like my body no longer is in shock when I do that. Because here's the thing. When you get into these uh, one month a day feasts, right? You will start <laughs> off with like a bunch of meat. Yeah. And then towards the end, you're like, end of the day, you're like, oh, I need to get something just to make the most out of this day. And that's right. when the mistake happens. You didn't do that this time. I did it because I literally only had one meal that whole day. Yeah. Like I didn't even eat the rest of the day after that. I did Korean the same thing. Barbecue. So I think, I think I'm doing it right now. I, <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I think one day of eating meat is fine. Okay. Right. I don't think um, I'm doing a disservice to myself. Like I'm not ruining the rest of the month. Right. Like it's not a waste that. I'm vegetarian 30 days and then 31 or the next one day, yeah. the 31st, I'll eat meat. It's not like, oh, well, you ruined it. I think it's okay. You think it's good? Yeah. I yeah. think it's the perfect amount of meat. One day's worth of meat is uh, perfect for me. One would argue to put all months <laughs> worth of meat into one day. I would not say not to do that. Maybe just <laughs> cut it down a bit, but I see what you're doing. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm better at it now because the first time, the first day that I was like allowed to cheat, yeah. I, I that's what I did. I ate a month's worth of meat in one day so here's the thing though when we got home yeah you took a nap like right away well, for like a couple hours it was a lot of meat <laughs> Your body had to process that, right? Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do because Thanksgiving is in a few days. Right. Do I just allow myself? I think I just allow myself to cheat again. Oh, man. Are you going to have to do Thanksgiving veggie? No, I don't think I can. Can I do just uh, mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce? Look, it's a holiday. It's the end of the year. The ancestors died to give us this holiday. Right, right. Okay. So I think I, for them, I'll eat some turkey. Right, right. right. They, they hated turkeys. That's their worst enemy. Okay. Yeah. So I think extra cheat day this month you'll allow it okay yeah. okay you got a plan for december there's maybe a bunch of cheat days there that you're like okay so really this is practice for that those cheat for, days okay. just don't get back to like your regular scheduled diet though everyday meat yeah i think i'm fine i think it's gotten easier and easier to be a vegetarian throughout and really all it is is making sure you have food to eat because i think you only slip when you don't have anything at home to eat then you end up having to go out you break down yeah okay well i'm really happy that you're doing this whole diet thing i think it's good for for you mm-hmm. yeah um, just the same like good job i'm not saying i'm eating healthier yeah that's true you're just not eating i'm meat. just not eating meat i think it still does something to you fresh your body probably
really. I, I don't feel heavy after a meal, like you say. Can you do some martial arts now, you think? Uh, I think I'm a step closer to becoming the immortal artist. Yes, leading <laughs> up to that. Okay, sneak preview what we're doing this week, guys. Yeah, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell them what we're doing. All right. So first off, we'll go through our dietary habits and then check. <laughs> we'll go through the comic news, update you guys and everything comics going on this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. Like we said, we're going to be doing the immortal Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. And then we'll finish with our side stories where we talk about uh, just whatever we're doing to entertain ourselves, TV, comics, whatever the heck we're doing. Okay, well, with our diet talk out of the way, let's get into the news. All right, Daniel, what do these movies have in common, okay? Let me hear them. Uh, Home Alone. Okay. Um, A Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. Uh, let's see, something like... Um, uh, Die Hard? <laughs> Die Hard, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then Wonder Woman 84. What does they all have in common? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, there's pigeons in Home Alone. <laughs> okay. Do all of those have those? Nope. <laughs> Die Hard has Bruce Willis. Sure. Is he in all of those no, movies? No, he's not in all of them. No, no. no. Two of the four, maybe? I'm not sure. Here we go. This is the answer. They're all Christmas movies. Gotcha. Because this year, you could watch Wonder Woman 84 from the warmth and comfort of your own home. Right. In front of your fireplace, cocoa mm-hmm. in hand, blanket covering yep. you. Just enjoying that 1980s Christmas vibe. That's right. That if. Is, that is Wonder Woman. <laughs> if you are a HBO Max subscriber. Yes. So they have decided that instead of just theaters, mm-hmm. which I don't know what theater is open right now. I'm not. There's not one near me. Oh, really? Okay. Um, they're going to release Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max Christmas Day. Right. So it is going out to the masses mm-hmm. the thing is they are releasing it to the theaters that are open yeah and like patty jenkins was really holding out like i want you guys to get the theatrical experience let's mm-hmm. hold on to it but they kind of they broke down they're gonna put it on hbo max and theaters that happen to be open yeah i don't think they could wait any longer yeah um i think their test was tenant and they released that in theaters and it, i don't think it, they got anywhere close to what they wanted yeah that was around the initial return of the movie theaters that happened to open yeah. not getting the return they wanted a uh, christopher nolan movie. Yeah, and it was a small percentage of theaters that were open. So honestly, there's no way they're going to get back what they expected, even if they expected a lower amount because of the shortage of theaters. But yeah. still, it was just not even close. Like, And just like I think people are not wanting to go out to the theaters yeah. right now. And also that movie I heard was confusing. Was it? <laughs> yeah. So maybe it didn't have the best reviews to like a must-see go out to theaters and watch this. Man. But it's not awful, right? I don't think it's awful. I think it's a, a good Nolan movie, but Nolan has been known to like be a little too heady heady yes so maybe they're like i it's even some people that really enjoyed it are still like i don't know exactly what happened i I liked it but can't tell you what happened yeah but uh wonder woman 84 i think would be a better story or a better movie better draw yeah so i'm surprised that they're gonna go hbo max but i understand they can't wait any longer i still don't get it like i don't think i'll be losing a lot of money yeah putting on hbo max anyways yes but i think you think a lot of people are gonna sign up just to watch this i think so continue on continue on i maybe they'll forget uh for the first month or a couple months and then and then eventually cancel that's sometimes what i do when i do these little opportunities the pre-trial thing because let's say 
um, let's say they were released to theaters and 50% of theaters are open. So like, let's say they mm. wait until that comes or 50% of theaters. Open. Yeah. And they originally expect, I don't know, 200 million, like with all the theaters open. Right. Yeah. And so let's say it's half of that. A hundred million. Even if it's half that, half the theaters open, not half of the theaters is going to be packed every time. So like right. it's even less than that. Do you think they'll recoup that much money just by having new HBO Max people sign up? Right. I see there. Okay. The argument. You there. think they can make 50 million dollars in new subscribers come Christmas Day? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the thing. When when they return these movies to the theaters, I would think they would be in the theaters longer because there's less movies coming out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe the initial spike would be a lot lower, sure. but the that plateau will be longer before there's a die off and like nobody goes to the theater. But, but I guess I mean, yeah. Honestly, there is a backlog of 2020 movies that should be out. So oh, it's yeah. not like there's no movies ready to come out. There's movies ready to come out before Wonder Woman. Yeah. Initially planned before Wonder Woman. And everything like that should have came out this year. Mm-hmm. It's in the can. It's ready to go out. <sighs> so it's not like they're waiting for, they're not going to come out chronologically. Like, oh, you were supposed to come out first. So I'm going to wait for you. It's like, no, if we get a chance to come out and make money, we're going to do it now. Because huh. they have, because they have to. But like, I understand like the big studios, like Warner Brothers, they make Tenet, they make Wonder uh, Dune. They don't want those movies to come out close to each other because they're oh, all okay. oversaturated and eating each other's profits. So they're spreading each other out. That's why um, Tenet yeah. was like the test. Wonder and it, I'll say it failed. Okay. Uh, that's why Wonder was coming out on um, HBO Max now. Yeah, Christmas. and that's why Dune is planned to come out way further down next Christmas. So they don't eat into each other. Yeah. So um, okay, okay. I do think they're just gonna bite the bullet with this and just release an HBO. Uh, some more details though. It's it's free. They're not doing the the Mulan thing Good. where they're charging you thirty for it. Good. You know, make your family do it. Yeah. Make, uh, gather the money together. <laughs> but uh, also, it's gonna be there for like a month only which is interesting oh really yeah that is interesting okay well I mean I'm gonna watch it yeah we have I, HBO Max we have HBO Max yeah. gonna watch it I guess it's a good deal for the fans I don't know sure. I don't know if this is the best for HBO Max I would just I wanted them to charge a regular movie ticket price not $30 you mean like maybe like $11 like $13 okay that's what I, I wanted I, that's what you want instead of free a little bit I want to help them out I'm, Warner Brothers okay you, just you, sign you, up for another account for one month well let's not joke around <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jim Lee's hard out right now yeah okay sure um i know what i would think is if they knew that there was going to come out in december yeah that they want to announce that as early as possible that way if you're already a member you have a reason to kind of hold out and just keep it i see so you don't like cancel and then maybe forget a return or whatever if you're planning to watch it as you were saying so like if they announced it in october and they said like oh i want to see this in december then i might as well just keep it till then yeah yeah but i think they were really trying not to do this this was a hard left for them like they had to do it yeah and it was just like what are, they pretty much had no choice I, they wanted theaters to be open by now but if anything more of them closed yeah that's true man I don't know yeah it's getting colder out so I think that's the reason why do you think the movie is even going to be like better than the first one oh, yeah okay so there's some stuff fun stuff in it I want to see if Kristen Wiig can do the real drama and sure kind of scarier stuff Pedro Pascal he's kind of a, a, a hot actor right now with Mandalorian and all he's that. so hot right now <laughs> uh, I think it has potential for it to be better like I didn't I thought the main villain of the first movie was not as super impactful right right, maybe what's her name Dr. Poison was kind of cool the general was okay so you think um, them releasing it on HBO Max for no extra charge does not reflect the quality of oh yeah you don't think they're just like "Ah, I feel like we can't charge for this extra because it's not as good I don't think so I mean if that was the case Patty Jenkins would not have given this much of a fight put it in the theater that's what I'm thinking okay because even now she's saying like if you can go to the theater if 
you can, but I don't know if you, I don't know if you should. You should. <laughs> Especially if you have an HBO Max subscription. <laughs> so that is Wonder Woman 84, which takes place in the 80s. Yeah. There's a new Wonder Woman in town, though, and she actually takes place like way in the future. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. In the comics, DC has this thing called uh, Future State, right? Okay. And it's like the next generation of heroes that are still, like there's still a Superman, there's still a Batman, there's still a Wonder Woman, right? Okay. And that Wonder Woman is Hispanic. Really? And she, this is like not even com- coming out to like January. So it's not even in the comics yet. The comic. Okay. And the shelves. Yeah. It's not even out yet. Okay. But they've already announced that CW is making a new show for this character. Not, I don't think it's necessarily set in that future state or whatever. It might be present day. That timeline. But it's the same character of, I believe her name is Yara. Yara Floor seems to be uh, the new Wonder Girl. So right. uh, on her way up to become a Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, she is a mix between an Amazonian and a Brazilian water god. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So kind different, of a cool different backstory. Gods. Yeah. So okay. there's a lot. It's kind of interesting, right? They've never really done that. Brand new uh, character, and we're going to put them on a screen, the, the small screen, the TV. Yeah. But we haven't really done that yet, right? It's always been like these time and told characters mm-hmm. that fans really like. They've got uh, tentpole stories right. before we give them a TV show or movie. Exactly. We, like Green Arrow, Flash, uh, Supergirl. I don't yeah. know if we ever mentioned this on the show, but Super, Supergirl got canceled. Totally canceled. Yeah. So this is, I guess, kind of replacing that. Uh-huh. And it's uh, a Wonder Girl show, but it's not like Donna Troy. It's this no. new character. Not even uh, Cassie Sandsmark, which is the other Wonder Girl. Okay. Yeah. So holding Wonder Girl, interesting take to, to put it. That, so that time between comic to, to screen is even it's, shorter. It's literally yeah. backwards in time. <laughs> I was really kind of like surprised when Marvel was yeah. like catching up so fast to their comic book stories. Oh. Like I was like, wow, they're doing this. Like when they announced Age of Ultron, I was like, that comic just came out like a few years ago, right? Age of Ultron. Yeah. yeah. And like Civil War, even I was like, wow, they're already doing Civil War in the comics. Because it's like 2005. And, yeah. yeah. So now it's like, wow, they're already making this. <laughs> they announced this comic just so they can make a show about it <laughs> that takes place in the future. Yeah. <laughs> So in the future, she's Wonder Woman already. She's the she takes over the mantle of Wonder Woman. I see. Okay, but so this, this show, so- show takes place present time where she's just Wonder Girl. Okay, I didn't put that together yet. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, so the show is gonna be called Wonder Girl, not Wonder Woman. I think it's Wonder Girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wonder though. You wonder it's the Wonder Years. Wonder really. Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> the Oneaters. The Oneaters. <laughs> Okay, so what is this combining with? It's the CW stuff, the Arrowverse sure, stuff, yeah. not the the Titan stuff. We kind of no, yeah. us two kind of CW attract two more. Yeah. Okay, and because they're going with like a younger girl, I am mm-hmm. sensing like more of a Smallville vibe than like a Flash. We all have a work at a lab vibe. Right. Okay. Uh, high school type of thing. I, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Okay. More more drama there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Smallville is such a good show. Why is that such your favorite show? <laughs> it just it was peak CW. <laughs> Hilarious. These are all the spawn of that show. You know that, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? They, I mean, I liked a lot of them. I like to a certain extent. I really like Green Arrow Mm -hmm. or Arrow. Um, Some Flash stuff I like. Never really got into Supergirl. But all the big crossovers I watched. Okay. Yeah. But they do have like a shelf life. They get to a certain uh, formula, which was probably always there. Mm -hmm. But you kind of just realize it as the seasons go on, which I enjoyed what I watched of it. And once I stopped enjoying it, I stopped watching. Okay. That's, I think that's the formula for Mm -hmm. the watcher. so I, I will say the same thing about this new Wonder Girl show. I will stop watching when I don't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of uh, uh, hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Because you don't realize, oh, I don't really like what I'm watching now. Yeah. I fall right? into that trap a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> to be honest, I did that with Walking Dead. Like, I, I pushed through whole scenes that I, I don't think I'm enjoying this until it revives. And I'm like, you oh. just kind of realize one day, like, I don't like the last four seasons I yeah, watched. Wow. Wait a minute. This this uh, couch in debt is really in there. <laughs> Uh, this is not on the news, but speaking of like young superhero girls, okay, uh, some set photos got released of Miss Marvel show that they're already in production. That's right, and she's wearing like the Captain Marvel costume. Like I a, think it's like a Halloween trick or treat thing, like a costume costume. Yeah, like she made it. Yeah, home. so I think that's really cool. Like she's like a huge like Captain Marvel fan. That makes sense. That'll like make her take up the mantle of Miss Marvel. And she's like seems like the quirky high school girl with like right, a kind of nerdy, like an army jacket on. So right, I was wondering does. Does the uh, crowd, like the public in the Marvel Universe, know Captain Marvel's secret identity? You know, I, I want to say no. Right? Also, she was like, she kind of disappeared. When she was she... gone for like 30 years. Yeah. And she was working like as a secret project thing, right? As a pilot. Okay. Because so, that made me wonder it because she's wearing a military jacket. Maybe she knows that she's a pilot somehow. Or, or, or. I don't think it's like a Captain America thing where everyone knows it's Steve Rod. Yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah. I am Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's kind of like a stranger thing though. She's just riding a bike <laughs> around the neighborhood. A stranger thing. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to look for that. One question I had is uh, in the comics, yeah. she is an in. Oh, yeah. But in MCU, they kind of like, they pretty much threw in humans out the window. Because uh, they're just too good. People just <laughs> wanted to watch their TV show too much. Is that what the reason was? Yes. I think it was like, dang it, we can't make mutants. So let's just try in humans. Oh, well, we got mutants? Well, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even it. They didn't have mutants until then, right? The show just kind of sucked. Yeah. Honestly, the show kind of sucked. <laughs> Do you think she she's going to be an inhuman in the show or could could they tweak it and be like uh, she's a mute would that, oh, would that, would that's that, what you're saying would that be too much of a change that people would complain or do you like the idea I think it's too much of a thing where people would complain I would say the best bet would then be she Oof. gets her powers the same thing like a transfusion from some type of Kree that crashed onto Earth really I think it's or maybe Captain Marvel's blood if she's back okay well that's totally that's also changing her story then. yeah but just the mutant and her that's like mutants are coming <laughs> mutants are coming that's they're going to make X-Men. We talked about this. <laughs> it's just, she's not immune, right? She's well, not. Yeah. But also what are you saying that didn't happen to her either? What if she brings back in? Okay. Come can, on. can she hold a whole different species of people? Like rise them up, make them look cool in the Marvel Universe? I don't think so. I do like the big dog thing. What's it? Lockjaw? Lockjaw. Yeah. I want her to have Lockjaw for some reason. Oh yeah. They kind of tied together, right? Yeah. She becomes, uh, it becomes her pet for a while. So yeah, yeah. That's like the only cool thing about humans. I'd want him to be back in the uh, Young Avengers. Whatever. When, when she gets to the Young Avengers, I think that's sure. going to happen, right? I, I think they're planning on it. They're okay. laying the the ground for it. But will it be exactly what Young Avengers in the comics? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just going to be like whatever young characters fit in the MCU right now. We'll just make those the youngers. You somehow put in a Hulkling. Uh, That'll be a weird. No, I don't know. <laughs> what if they go with a younger She-Hulk? That's like not necessarily like young, like Miss Marvel, but okay. maybe an in-betweener, not necessarily like the age of the Avengers. Right. Okay. Just like young adult. Sure. Yeah. Just became an adult. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> but I don't I don't think that's their approach for the TV show. I want to see the lawyer She-Hulk. Ah, uh, I see. You want that one. I want that one. That's just interesting. Okay. Well, what I want to see is the Snyder Cut. Do you? Yes, I do now because oh. they released the, the extended trailer for it. Right. They released like a sneak peek trailer a while back, but now we get the full like two minute whatever trailer. Yes. And I got to say, I like what I see. Really? I kind of want to watch it now. Is it because it's in black and white and they laid down the hallelujah track in the background? Is that why? <laughs> Is, is it just pulling at your no, heartstrings? I think it's just like 
like they removed all the nonsense. Like what? Okay. Um, so like we all know the story of Justice League. Zack Snyder couldn't finish it. So uh, Josh Whedon took over, right? Yes. And he added a lot of his own stuff into that movie that was not originally in. Really? Yeah. So rumor has it that over 50% of the Snyder cut is not in the original. Okay. So meaning like over 50% uh, Whedon put in into the original theatrical cut. So you think that's the gibberish that they should be yeah. cutting out? The You know, the European family? That's yeah. not in at all in the original script with Snyder. I see. So that's gone. Uh, there's a lot of backstory for a lot of the characters that didn't make it in the movie, but also it would have been too long, I think. Yeah. So that stuff is going to get added in. Okay. We know a lot more characters are getting added in from the other like spinoff franchises or whatever. Tertiary characters. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. So like, um, I forget his name, but William Defoe's character from Aquaman, his like mentor or whatever. Yeah. Ponytail Defoe. Ponytail. Yeah. He uh, from Lighthouse. Yeah. He is uh, going to be in a, a scene or two, I think Snyder Cut. Kind of training Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we talked about it a while ago. Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't excite you? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then um, like characters like Darkseid will be in it yeah that's I think that was the shot where Stephen Wolf was just there the they ancient did, like battle they didn't want to intro uh, Darkseid yet I think there's a shot where uh, Barry Allen saves his love interest when the, there's a car right. crash going Iris on Iris West is in it now. Iris West that's the name yeah um, there's a shot of them just like circling around a hologram of Superman mm-hmm. so it kind of adds more to them like you know seeing Superman in a good light because sure. I felt like that wasn't enough of a build up in the movie right I'll give them that so maybe there's a fix there there's a lot more of like Lois and Martha Kent in it. Right. And there's a lot more of Cyborg and his dad. Yeah. yeah. I guess we didn't have that much of a build up for that character. There's yet. like one scene with them interact that. Yeah. But watching this trailer really feels more like it's not just a movie. It's a mini series. Because there's just a whole lot of scenes. Yeah. There's a there. whole lot of character development, which I love. I think I'm going to really enjoy this. Okay. I, I got me a little bit more on that side just because I know it's not a movie. Yeah. So there's time to build up stuff. I know like... Um, um, again, his director's cut of Watchmen is better than the re- theatrical release. So maybe Snyder just does better with more time on his hands in the full length of the movie. So maybe that's it. I, I, I'll i see it. I'll I'm see sticking it. around for, for Wonder Woman. <laughs> What's coming out? It's still 2021. That's all it said was 2021. I was hoping we get like at least a month, but there's yeah. no, it's just a 2021. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering if it's just the trailer magic that's giving me the slight feels. It's not going to all be in black and white, right? I don't think so. I think they might probably do a black and white version if you want to see it. Okay. Like a Sin City version. Filter on it. <laughs> um, so that comes out next year. In July of next year, you know what is going to start production? What? Uh, BP2. BP2. Yeah. What does BP stand talk about? Bitch Planet? <laughs> Black Panther 2 is going to start production. Um, how they handle the passing of Chadwick Boseman, they haven't said yet. Yes. But they have said like all the returning characters will have larger roles. They did mention that, you know, without Chadwick Boseman, uh, Letitia Wright's Shuri mm-hmm. will have a bigger role. They're not saying for sure that she's going to be a, the next Black Panther. Sure. Which I, th- I think they should go that route. Okay. But I also am thinking, I don't know if Disha Wright was planning on being a Black Panther when she took on the role. Uh, I think I'm sure it was mentioned like this character eventually becomes Black Panther in the comics. Yeah. But I don't know if that was planned to happen in the second movie already. Exactly. Um, we talked about this before, but since then it got debunked. Marvel said they're not going to use any kind of like digital recreation of Chad. 
Kendrick was making. Right. No, no. Uh, CG to uh, put his face on someone else's body. Yeah, they're not going to do that. A la uh, First Adventure. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think they're not going to recast the role of They're not going to recast at all, is that for sure? I think so. They said okay. like, yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I feel like there's no choice but to make, uh, what's her name? Shuri. Shuri. As the new Black Man. Well, like we did in the first movie, the thing was they'll have to, like someone has to question if the other person gets the role, right? Like okay. each tribe can do it. So maybe someone else from another tribe is worthy. Tries. Oh, okay. Is worthy of it and tries to combat her for the, the thing. Mm. Could happen. Uh, Mbaku? Is, is he possibly the next Black Panther? I don't know. I think he is coming back for the sequel. Yeah. But they left on good terms, right? I don't, I really don't know how they could have like, even like a, a smooth transition or. Yes. It's just, they're in a do- tough position, right? Well, they said, you know, right now all uh, hands are on deck for the TV shows. That's what we're focusing on right now. We're giving ourselves a little bit of a break to think it through. Okay. Which they have some time. I want them to do. Yeah. They said it's going to start in July production. So they got time to figure it out. I'm sure they have have thought about a couple of options and scenarios. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. If it was me, I would say recast. Really? Recast and be the same character, T'Challa. The same character, T'Challa. But what I would do is by the end of the movie, there's two Black Panthers. Both of them. Huh. But still, like the character of T'Challa is king and it's there. Um, Yeah, I, I would recast. And in a weird way, I would do it to kind of honor Chadwick Boseman, even though he's not there anymore, is to kind of like, this character is, is so big to the fans and to the kids that look up to it, like, let's keep this character going. But also give Shuri the mantle and shine a light on her. I think it'd be kind of cool to have a black woman be a real superhero in sure. this and be an Avenger. Right. I think that's going to be an even bigger deal. Yeah, that's true. That's right? true. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Um, Like we were talking about earlier, do you think she's young enough to fit in like a Young Avengers or is she Oh, if she's Black Panther? I don't think so. I think... What if the Young Avengers is more like... Avengers 2.0? It's like not like Junior Avengers or something like that. Like Associate Avengers. Associate Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> Part-time Avengers. Assistant to the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that could work. Maybe they're just like a subsection. Uh, West Coast Avengers? West Coast Avengers? Uh, maybe. I I think they, they should just honor her as being an actual Avenger. Um, some other notes <laughs> okay. on it though is oh, we're yeah. getting uh, a casting for possible villain Tena Huerta from uh, Narcos Mexico. Yeah. So do you have an idea of what he might be playing? What villain? Not really. Do you know uh, a lot of Black Panther villains? I don't. Yeah. Honestly, I thought they are going to go with Namor. Yes. But I don't think he's going to be Namor. I don't think so. But I I don't know. I don't know who he, he could play. Huh. Okay. Just just to let you guys know, that's a possible villain on there. Yeah. Man, it's. Re- I keep circling back to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. It sucks. That. It's, a, it's a rough spot. Yeah. Especially because a lot of Black Panther has to do with like afterlife stuff. Right. I wonder if they could even deal with that. Well, they said they're not going to do CG stuff, but I'll... I wonder if there's like old footage. Oh. Because he's already gone to that whatever plane of existence, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if there's old footage that could do. Sure, he talks to him. Yeah. It's kind of uh, the Star Wars scenario. Right. Yeah. And that turns out Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mandalorian later on. All right. Uh, last thing on the news. Speaking of Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. Connected to Disney. Yes. Star Wars is Disney. Marvel is Disney Marvel's too. Disney. You so... know what? Uh, I really enjoy yeah. about Disney is the Disneyland parks. Yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of theme parks in general. Really fun. I am having withdrawals. I'm not going <laughs> lately. Uh, we went to the opening day of Rise of the 
Resistance, which yes. is like the big Star Wars ride. We were lucky enough to get a spot yeah, for the day. Because we were there at like 4 30 a.m. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then the next big thing that should have opened was this past July, uh, would have been like their big Marvel themed area. Yes, Avengers Campus. Yeah, and I was super excited for that. I was ready to go. I was I was ready to go. <laughs> Got my ticket and everything. Yeah. Uh a big attraction to that would have been the Spider-Man ride. Will be a, a yeah. fun attraction. Yeah. It is unfortunately they couldn't release it. They couldn't open the gates because of a uh, pandemic. Yeah. Something <laughs> going on. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of it. Um, but they did release footage of the ride like kind of working. Yeah, they couldn't release it because of the uh spider bot spider bots yeah. uh, gone haywire. Dang it. Yeah. Dang it. So we have to go fix it. You're right. <laughs> uh we talked about it in the past, but now they actually release footage. Yes. You're in like a car, right? A pod. A pod. Yeah. And I think there's like a screen in front of you that is pretty much making what you see 3D. Oh, really? Okay. Because it is kind of like somewhat of a car uh, arcade yeah, ride. Yeah, I, I kin it to like um, the Toy Story Midway game. Where yes. Like you have like a gun and you're shooting at the screen. Yeah. Uh, that or like the Buzz Lightyear ride. I think you're in like a pod that moves, but instead you're using your hands to like thwip. Your wrist, right? Yeah. Did you say there's not an actual mechanism? Like I it's just our hand? I heard there's like a camera that records you and records your hand movement and then translates that to animate webs coming out. Okay. So Are you how sure? accurate that will be? I'm not sure. Some type of reverse AR type thing? Yeah. That's a lot of technology. I, every ride I've ridden that's new has like really pushed the envelope and up the level of what I thought rides could be like. When I first rode the Harry Potter ride, yeah. I was like, holy crap, this is the best ride ever. And then I rode... Uh, <laughs> until it broke down. Until it broke... <laughs> Guys, it broke down in front of the gigantic spider. And if you yeah. guys have listened to this podcast, I'm deadly terrified of spiders. So it ruined my experience a bit. It was perfect. It was so good. And then Rise of the Resistance. Yes. That was amazing. That was like full immersion. Everywhere you look, you're in Star Wars. Yeah. You are part of the movie, right? Yeah, so good. The uh, Imperial yeah. guys are, are barking at you. And I feel like, um, I think the Spider-Man ride will be more like the Harry Potter ride. Okay. As in you're on rails, you're moving on a planned path but there's like this film in front of you that makes the visuals 3D more uh, immersive yeah so okay. um, I'm super excited for this ride yeah I can't wait to uh, outscore you because it's mm, good, hands okay. down gonna happen I don't know about that I don't know if you beat me in Toy Story yet <laughs> it, it's a child's game <laughs> alright we're going to Spider-Man this is for adults oh, okay alright bro <laughs> Uh, and then uh, over in Florida, yeah, they're also doing a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, not a drop tower like in California. Yes, they're doing a roller coaster, and we've got some footage of that. Uh, most of it is just some guys in the the pod, also of Kinda the like testing Guardians thing, and it looks fun. It looks like the guys testing it out are having a, a joy. <laughs> it's a different kind of roller coaster that, like, not only does it follow the track of yeah. the rail, but the car on the track is also kind of like can spin around. Yeah, so it kind of whips you around at the most. Yeah. Exciting points. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. And I totally expect there to be like fun music playing. Totally like a Guardians ride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, remember when we watched Guardians uh, for the first time mm-hmm. and they drop uh, out of the prison? Like they're dropping sure, into the... Right. We felt like, oh, this is already like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to do. Something yeah. along those lines. So I'm excited for that. Uh, hopefully we'll get to get to go there one, one day and ride yeah. that ride. But the Marvel ride, the Spider-Man ride in Marvel in California. Day one, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're going to be there? Yep. 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. We uh, have not got a lot of news up yet. Like, there's a Black Panther thing there, right? Yeah. Um, we're still more uh, Stark Tech. Talk- yeah, Stark Tech. Yeah, there's like a, a Pim's Kitchen thing where like, yeah. I think they're playing around with like food sizes. Yeah. And uh, there's a Doctor Strange like show. Also. Okay, looking forward to that. Yeah, hopefully we actually get to go there one day. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that is it for the news, guys. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on every podcast platform. And uh, if you can, leave us a review. Yeah, guys, that really helps. Um, and if you want to talk up everything going on in comic books, let us know on all our social medias, including on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. Thanks, guys. All right, let's get into our comic book this week, The Immortal Iron Fist. The story we're doing this week on the pod is The Immortal Iron Fist. Uh, of course, that's coming out of Marvel Comics. And we're going to be doing the first story, The Last Iron Fist Story. And okay. that, that covers uh, the first six issues, totaling uh, 27 under the whole comic book story. Uh, and this came out in 2006. All right. So it's called The Last Iron Fist. The Last Iron Fist Story. Story. Is the name of the story. Of the first story that we're doing. Yeah, of The Immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> okay. Uh, to wrap your head around that one but yeah this what spurred us doing this comic was we got a, a review in on the podcast hey yeah coming from e burnson thank you thank you sir and uh we appreciate that you know if you guys have any interest in us doing a specific comic book drop in a review on there and we'll give that a look yeah and possibly we'll do that uh yeah so the, i thought this was a good read um and also uh, what also spurred that was i decided to finally finish season two of iron fist the great tv show it's a good tv show i'll say that like, okay I, I i think it's it was my problem of uh leaving it to the the responsibility of finishing <laughs> the, the season until months later because i'm just get lazy and there's a lot of shows to watch but it was I, good i season told you two. the second season got better it's a lot better yeah, yeah i'll say first season was like uh but like second season was like wow i i want to see more and yeah. then they canceled it yeah, uh, that deal, I guess, fell through, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, uh, Disney wanted to set their own streaming service, I guess. Speaking of that deal, yeah, uh, I think Marvel's getting the rights back officially. To everybody? Or? For, uh, I think it's Punisher, Daredevil, and Luke, it might be Luke Cage or Iron Fist, one of them. I think one it's, of them? I think it's Iron Fist. And okay. I think Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, they don't have it yet, but it's soon after. Kind of the same deal. Yeah, so technically, if they wanted to start out of nowhere just start making Daredevil shows or movies they could now yeah to rub it in Netflix's face yeah because I think it was like they needed to wait two years yes and I think it's just about two years coming I think either December or something very close to when they officially cancelled it with Netflix interesting okay so there's been a spark of that possibly him showing up in Spider-Man yeah I don't know if that's true and honestly I wouldn't mind seeing Iron Fist in the MCU like Iron Fist is a pretty cool character after season two yeah I wouldn't cast the same guy Finn Jones yeah or even cast a similar style, but like I do like the idea of Iron Fist and the lore around him. Yes, yes, I'd say uh, Danny Rand in this comic, his personality is slightly different. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, give us a go- review, guys, if you guys want us to do a specific comic uh, on the show. All right, so a bit about the creators of the show, kind of a, a big team just to do this, like <laughs> of the first, comic. Oh uh, yeah, big team just to do this comic. Yeah. Um. So jointly written was uh, with Ed Brubaker and Matt. 
fraction. So interesting enough, they like all work together, I guess. Mm -hmm. Even to do one issue, it's not like back and forth on it. Yeah. They like work together to get the story laid out. Um, so Ed Brubaker, first off, he, uh, we've done a couple of his things. Yep. Um, first we did Kill or Be Killed. Yeah. And that's like a really cool crime, uh, kind of yeah. weird, uh, demon. Yeah. Kind of psycho, <laughs> kind of a, a thing on the, on the character. Serial killer, kind of yeah. almost. Yep. Brubaker loves doing crime stuff. Um, one of the side stories I had on here was Bad Weekend. Yeah, I remember which that. Featured some crime stuff with an old comic book creator at a convention. Yeah, a storyline, interesting story. Um, but he loves crime drama. Uh, he's done Sleeper, Incognito, The Fade Out, which deals with like kind of old school, like old Hollywood type of crime. Um, and of course, he's had his hand at the big two. I've read Books of Doom, which uh, is like kind of Doctor Doom's whole storyline. Okay, kind of cool. Captain America: Winter Soldier, of course. Yep. And DC he did some Gotham Central. Okay, nice, yes. cool. Uh, Matt Fraction. Did you know that's a pen name? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, his name is Matt Frickman. Yeah. <laughs> Creative there. Okay. Uh, also on the review we had, they also suggested we do Hawkeye. We did that one. That was, that's a, a good read too on the show. Yeah. My Life as a Weapon. Yeah. Dig back all the way to our early episodes. Yes. Uh, we did uh, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, which is honestly one of my favorite comics. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, he did also Uncanny X-Men, Invincible Iron Man. And uh, also on the show, we did one of the image comics he's done, Sex Criminals. Right. I yeah, he did that. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. Uh, by the title of that, don't worry, guys, it's not weird like that. <laughs> Six criminals. Okay. It's a different kind of weird. A different like kind that. of weird. Uh, also, two guys doing the artwork. We got David Aja. Um, and, you know, he kind of uh, veers in and out of comics. So, like, uh, Hawkeye. He also did Hawkeye that right. we talked about and this book. So, those are kind of these two monumental comic book works. Mm -hmm. He likes to team with Fraction. He does, yeah. And a guy who's kind of got a cool name, Travel Foreman. Okay. That's his name. Uh, and he, he worked on Animal Man with Jeff Lemire. Nice. The New 52. I read a couple of issues of that and I could totally see like the similarities in the artwork, right? Um, he worked on Birds of Prey with Dwayne Serzinski. And that actor, um, I mean, that that writer, mm -hmm. he uh, followed up with these two, Ed Brubaker and, and uh, Matt Fraction after this into the Mortal Iron Fist story. So they worked together in the past too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we get into the story, let's kind of define the Iron Fist and Danny Rand, right? Like how the heck sure. that whole thing happened. So he's a white dude. And perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we got a hero right there. Uh, as a kid. He knows Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got um, on a voyage to uh, Kun Lun, yep. which is like a, a city in the uh, Tibetan mountains. It's like a mystical city. Mystical city that only actually appears in this plane of existence every 15 years yeah it's this mystical think Shangri-La city mm. that um, is like temples in the face of a snow-capped mountains right right and he got stuck there uh, when he was young and he was lived in that environment with the people there the villagers he eventually became the Iron Fist which is kind of like the guardian of the city yeah like people train for this their whole lives and they're like tested and he was the one that like passed the test to become the living weapon the living weapon yeah the Iron Fist. Um, so yeah, that's the that's our main guy, Danny Rand, and he's actually back in regular society. Also, he's thinking rich. Yes, yes. yes. If, you're, if you're a superhero, you're thinking rich. It's, it's just, you got to fund this lifestyle, right? Yeah. There's a big corporation called the Rand Corporation. Yes, and uh, they own a bunch of businesses in uh, New York. Yeah, uh, you know, imagine leaving uh, your homeland, being gone for a while, coming back. It's kind of the Bruce Wayne story where you right. learn martial arts and you're rich again. Yeah. So essentially, Batman begins 
Indians. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Going to s- snowy mountains. Yeah. Yeah. His parents are dead and he comes back to the city to become a superhero. Get yoked out. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a, that's our main guy, uh, Danny Rand, and we'll get more into uh, his origin and getting the powers as we kind of fall into the story. Mm-hmm. Starting off, we see Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist, all kitted out in his costume. Uh, he's got like um, martial arts whole garb on in green with a yellow uh, shoes on and like a yellow belt, and then the classic like yellow mask that he wears with, with it tied in the back and like black around his eyes and the whites of his eyes there. He's got a deep V neck. The it's deepest. like it, it's to the belly button. Yeah, like he is definitely wants to show his pecs. <laughs> He's showing off the tattoo, which is uh, this dragon tattoo on his chest. Yeah. That's where he draws his powers. His powers of summoning his chi mm-hmm. and uh, focusing that out of his fist w- yeah. along with his martial arts that he learned. You don't get that tattoo if you don't want to show it off. Yeah, so. you, you only buy deep V's. Yeah, <laughs> deep the deepest of V's. <laughs> so it's a, a cool site here he's on some new york uh rooftops fighting off hordes of hydra which are these like um you know evil henchmen of the marvel universe and these guys have guns hail hydra hail hydra you know you know what's on going on and so they're fighting on the rooftops him using his kicks them using their guns as we get into like flashbacks of him continuing to fight his flashbacks of him voyaging up these tibetan snowy hills uh and the whole reason they were going up there him and his family mom and dad was his dad wendell rand wanted to go to Kunlun. Mm-hmm. His dad knew of the city already. His dad was the one that built up the Rand Corporation. He's super yeah. rich and he took his family on his voyage. It was kind of too rough for him as he uh, he couldn't make it up the mountain and get to Kunlun. He fell off at some snowy mountain. His mom tried to save him but uh, could not save him, uh, could not go out the voyage too. Only right. Danny Rand made it to the lost city of Kunlun. And so we get a glimpse of him in the current time. He's kicking all of these hydras in the face uh, as he's uh, making quick work of them, tossing their guns over the, the ledge of the rooftop and using his iron fist chi power to push a, a lot of them out of his way um, and we see another flashback of when he first got his powers defeating Shao Lao the Undying which is this gigantic dragon at Kunlun this big red serpent type dragon that he defeated by plunging his fist into its heart and pulling <laughs> the power out of him and him becoming the iron fist which is kind of it's kind of like a mantle that like, right. is kind of uh, the guardian it's not just one person yeah it can kind of it's kind of passed down the protector of Kunlun exactly and every Iron Fist has to defeat this big ass dragon to like pass the test yes be that's worthy. the test be worthy and he's using that power once more defeating all these Hydra really easily um, so we see the next day that he is uh, just at a, a regular corporate meeting with a possible um, business partner him at the Rand Corporation his business partner there is Jerwin Hogarth and that is uh, a, a character on the TV shows, mm-hmm. I didn't align that like uh, it's uh, that he was more of an Iron Fist character. Hogarth. Yeah. On, it turns out uh, on the TV shows, he's more of she's more. It's a gender swap, right? Yeah, she's a, a lawyer. Uh, Kate Moss is that her name? Yeah, she's played by Kate Moss. Okay, and so um, in the comic books, he is just kind of uh, Iron Fist's business partner. He runs the day to day of Rand Corporation. Mm-hmm. He rands it. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so at this business meeting, they are meeting with a uh, Chinese. 
Chinese company YGO and the company YGO wants to um, do this deal. Yeah. They're putting, willing to put up 10.6 billion yep. to get a train uh, railway set up in China um, all the way from Beijing to Hong Kong. Yeah. And the reason they want to set it up is really is they want to buy the technology of this train technology, the like the mag- maglev. Yeah. yeah. And it's because uh, Rand Corporation like owns this technology. So really the deal is, yeah, make the train, but then they're buying that technology from Rand. Yeah. And when um, Danny Rand realizes, oh, that's what they're really after, he cancels the deal. It's like, no deal. Yeah. Hogarth, his business partner is like, what the heck, Danny? You're just a, a kid. What do you know? Yeah. Honestly, this is straight up Dark Knight yes. scene. It kind of is. <laughs> just kind of, uh, yeah. And then uh, straight out of the movie. Yeah. Because Danny Rand is even like, kind of like, almost like asleep at the board meeting kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he wakes up and realizes what's really being dealt here, he's like, cancel the deal. And even Hogarth's like, I've spent like three years working on this deal and I'm just going to cancel it on a whim. When did that uh, Batman Begins come out? Was it 2008? Or was that Dark Knight? Well, that was Dark Knight with that scene. Okay. Yeah, because Batman has no jurisdiction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Straight up that scene right there. Okay. Um, so Danny, he does not want to go with the deal. And he his name is on the, the building. Right. He says no. So he goes uh, late that night to go investigate why go the company. And uh, as he uh, goes up the tower in the Wygo skyscrapers, he can see the office is kind of like pristine. There's no uh, hint of business going on. It's the night, but like all the chairs are nicely clean. It's too perfect. Like it's all set up like there's computers, but it looks like it's never been used. Yeah. It's all like just there for for the look of it. Yeah. Something fishy going on. As he goes looking through all of the uh, the drawers there looking for some type of hint, right out of nowhere, uh, a horde of Hydra escape from the shadow and he is surrounded by Hydra everywhere. There's some type of relation between Hydra and Wygo. And they all have guns and they start shooting at Iron Fist. So uh, he has nothing he can do, but he literally like just jumps out of a skyscraper window yeah, and falling down onto like a roof of the building next to it. And the Hydra, they're kind of ridiculous. They they uh, they pull out this gigantic mech and that is what uh, Iron Fist is dealing with now. They call it the Mecha Gorgon. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, they've got this gigantic mech to take down Iron Fist. This gigantic spider-like um, mech with with razor blades for feet, as it's towering over all of them and Iron Fist, and they unleash it on him. All these swipes going at Iron Fist, his costume getting ripped up. He even gets uh, shredded a bit by the legs of this this mech, and he goes off the side of the the rooftop, and he just falls straight down into an abandoned warehouse. And the Hydra look on him, and they think he's just dead so they leave him be and uh, he's just almost knocked out he can only call up Luke Cage his best friend Mm -hmm. to come and save him Uh, if you don't know Luke Cage and Iron Fist they are uh, really close together in the Marvel comic books they are the heroes for hire I really wish we got more of them in the show yeah like honestly I wish they just combined their two shows for their each like respective third season and um, just like the dynamic of super rich martial arts white guy versus street level indestructible thug guy it's like it's just yin and yang <laughs> okay all right i mean it's it's kind of true there's it's perfect fit a drastic difference between the two of them he's like the least white white guy because he's like almost asian because he's sure. lived up in this tibetan uh village um uh, so that'd be kind of cool they're both new yorkers at heart too yeah definitely okay now we get into a flashback um this is actually a different part of the world it is thailand 
Thailand. <laughs> uh, and we are we are following this character called Davos. And if you watch the TV show, you know this character. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, he also comes from Kun Lun. On the TV show, they make him out to be uh, Danny's friend. Yeah. But this comic makes him just look out to be just some bad guy from Kun Lun. Yeah. He looks a lot like a really buff Bruce Lee, I think. The way, Buffer. He, the way he grew up, he envisions himself as destined to be the Iron Fist. Yes. It felt like it was his for the taking. He was born for it and it should have been him. And then all of a sudden this tourist shows up yeah. and trains with them and beats him to become Iron Fist. Imagine you've all you knew your whole life was like, I'm going to be the savior of the city, this hero. Everyone's going to love me. And this white guy shows up <laughs> <laughs> and is better at martial arts than me and then takes the mantle of Iron Fist. And now now what is your purpose? when you take devoted- down that guy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to be a bad guy. I'm just going to be a bad guy. I'm going to be the bad guy of season two. (laughs) That's what happens. So they make this guy Davos to look way worse in the comic books. He's just kind of like a uh, underworld type of guy. Like he's got a scar on his face and everything. We do see a peak of his chest and there seems to be a tattoo there. We'll see more of that later mm-hmm. on. But Davos is in Thailand looking for uh, some specific character, some drug addict actually, because they're like the underbelly of Thailand too, as he's they're looking for this one guy. Davos also has these uh, like this group of women with him. They just all look yeah. like identical. And they're like twins. Twins. Asian women. Women. Um, they kind of work for Davos, mm-hmm. henchmen, henchmen, but also really they work for Davos's boss, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Who we don't really know who it is yet. Not yet. So they're kind of uh, working together. But uh, these women, they arrive at this character's door that we're, we're trying to find in Thailand. This guy's like this old grizzly guy, white hair and everything. Oh, white guy, mm-hmm. but he uh, he's also a drug addict, and he, I guess he's like a constant. Just that's all he does all day. He just takes drugs uh, probably like opium right like really right. strong stuff and they straight up attack this guy but uh even drug dot he can break the swords they take at her him like just like with his fists right he can just break them easily with his martial arts and the women they realize they're losing here and they transform into cranes the birds into birds yes and they fly away but really it was a test to see if this is the guy they're looking for yeah and obviously it is he broke their swords with his bare hands yeah so they're like it's him. Let's get out of here. It's confirmed. They know this guy is Orson Randall, the Iron Fist. <laughs> we see on his chest there is the a tattoo of Shao Lao the dragon. And funny enough, he was the Iron Fist in 1915 and mm. last seen in 1933. So he too was like formerly the Iron Fist. He was the last Iron Fist. Oh, this, so this is the last story of the Iron Fist. The story of the last the Iron story Fist. Of the last Iron Fist. I get it. You get it now? Okay. So Danny, he comes to uh, from being knocked out in the warehouse to Luke Cage and Night Nurse Rosario Dawson's there to to, <laughs> to save him, uh, to heal him up, and, and he's been like sleeping just for days as Luke Cage. You know, they're kind of like best friends, pretty much. So he welcomes him with a bunch of Chinese food. Very New York thing to do. Uh, one a little tidbit here too is Misty Knight and some of the uh, other characters in in their kind of sub universe. Mm-hmm. They now call themselves the Heroes for Hire and. They're actually working um, in kind of like Iron Man's camp of Civil right. War right now. In the Marvel comics, at yeah. the 
this time was Civil War. Really cool. Where every character superhero was on one side. Either you're on Captain America's side where it's like, I don't want to re- reveal my identity. Uh, we should have no restrictions. Or you're on Iron Man's side where like, we technically work for the government and we are like agents for them. And Heroes for Hire at this time, which is like Misty Knight uh, and a bunch of other female superheroes uh, are on Iron Man's side. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically maskers and anti-maskers. And also, uh, <laughs> Danny Rand and Missy Knight, they used to get it on. Get it out. <laughs> uh, let's get it on. Yeah. Which I didn't know. There is no chemistry on that on the TV show. No, but in the comics, he had jungle fever. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, back to uh, Orson Randall. Their names are too close. Danny Rand and Orson Randall. But Orson Randall, this older gentleman, the last Iron Fist, he's making his way back to America because uh, um, he has been Iron Fist but he does not want to be Iron Fist anymore he's just been in his drugged out days until now I think he realizes that people have found him yeah and that they're after him so he can no longer hide from society anymore and he must go to America to find current Iron Fist that's right so he is um, using his Iron Fist mumbo jumbo magic to uh, daze the, the police officers there to try and get past but that uh, draws too much attention now on them because uh, again it's civil war time the government kind of knows all about superheroes and the police ask him to go with them and uh they're speaking on the phone and on the in the the police car yeah and they're speaking in chinese right and orson says you know i know chinese right yeah and they they just they realize that he knows that they are just there to capture him right they're not real police officers not real police officers he goes back into his martial arts He, he takes the handcuffs that are on him and chokes out the driver and he kicks out one of the police officers there and he's trying to make it escape away from these uh, false police officers. They end up like trying to chase him, right? So he's hiding like in an alley and he goes like full on Iron Fist, but like it's almost like old man Iron Fist. Yeah, right? yeah. And he starts like wailing on them, but his fists are also like glowing like Danny Rand. His fists are glowing. He actually goes into a daze and like a flashback of his whole backstory. So Orson Randall, he fought in World War One. He fought on uh, the Allied side and that's his his trauma was fighting in the war like just yeah. laying to waste to so many bodies um back in france in the 1916 he can he's the iron fist right and he can take any sh- any shot at him mm-hmm. he'll just lay waste to everybody but that took his toll on him yeah it really sucks that yes he is a superhero he has all this power but he's still fighting alongside regular dudes regular people that volunteered to fight and he can't protect them all and it's really given him like post-traumatic uh, syndrome yes and trauma that no matter how powerful he is he's still walking over his friends like dead bodies and stuff and it just takes too much out of him and that possibly is what pulled him away from being Iron Fist right um, and while these police officers were chasing him down he kind of just like, took out the whole block like his he lost control of his powers for right. a bit like just unleashed it way too much even like cracking them in the spine like just like their twigs yeah so he's using his powers like unleashing right yes meanwhile Danny Rand, who is like across the city in New York, right? Uh, he's talking with Hogarth and apparently Hogarth's telling him like, why go? Yeah. They're trying to form like a hostile takeover his company. They're buying all the stock, all the stock through like shell companies to have majority share. And uh, Danny Rand's just like getting pissed off that this is happening. Yeah. And while he's so mad, like his hand also cramps up and is in like super pain. 
it's just like he can't pull any of the iron fist out of his fist anymore. Yeah. Someone else is using the iron fist and he he's like losing his power. It's like he is in pain because someone's like pulling power away from him. Sapping his own power. Yeah. His chi, I should say. So he's uh on detective mode now, jumping rooftops to find what happened at that crime scene. Remember the that street that Orson laid waste to? He goes there and is looking for the possible cause. Whoever is using his iron fist power. Meanwhile, Orson, he's uh he's bumming it out right now. He's just in raggedy clothes and he is trying to get and he's trying to get into Rand Corporation to right. finally meet Danny Rand, right? Mm-hmm. He knows that Danny Rand is Iron Fist. Right. He he knows that guy already. Mm-hmm. So he just threatens a random walker by with the suit on and says, uh, I'll buy your suit from you. Yeah. Well, he looks he's in rags and everything mm-hmm. and he just threatens him and he just looks like a crazy bum right there, but he eventually gets the suit. <laughs> <laughs> just so he can get into the building. Just to get into the building. And he's waiting there. So Danny, uh, back at the crime scene, he was not able to figure out who exactly did this. He goes back to his office at Rand Corporation there to meet Orson Randall. Um, but that takes Danny by surprise because Orson is there. He's just like, hi, Danny. Whereas he turns holding up a glass of alcohol. <laughs> he doesn't know this guy. Yes. Orson knows Danny, but Danny doesn't know this guy. So all he knows is this is the guy. An intruder. That's also been using the chi, yeah. right? So he, he just out of nowhere starts fighting him. Throws a punch right at Orson and Orson he's a grizzled guy he's like okay that's how you want to play it he heads butts butts him right then and there and they go back into their martial arts right back and forth um, palm uppercuts you know chest uh, chest blocks and whatever like yeah. that right everything and then Orson uh, draws up the iron fist just to grab the fist of Danny and confirm that they're both iron fists there right and he's like enough like he stops fighting him like I'm just as strong as you stop fighting me right? you're just like your father that's what he says yeah so danny's like what do you know my father yeah and then orson lets him know i taught wendell your father everything he knows mm-hmm. so again wendell was the one trying to get to kun lun danny's father so orson kind of just gives the 411 on his backstory right about how he was the last iron fist and how you are the uh protector of kun lun right and you will be called upon to fight in a tournament you are one of the immortal weapons and you will do battle with the other immortal weapons of other cities it's this weird tournament going on and he's letting danny know that this is what's coming up right uh we get a quick backstory of uh how orson ended up in kunlun yeah which i thought was really cool yes because his dad uh before orson was even born right his dad crash landed on kunlun just by chance uh because it's only on earth for like once every 15 years yeah that's right right. and um his dad looks like steampunky that's how old he is right so steampunky right he, the ship they're on, it's not a airplane. It's an airship. Like okay, a, it's steampunky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight up steampunky. And it crashes, right? So yes. it's it's destroyed. And on the side of the door, it, it says like their family name, Randall, right? Yeah. But then like the last A and L fall off, so it just says Rand. Yeah. So that's how it gets connected. I guess so. <laughs> kind of confusing there. But anyway, uh, the dad shows up with the wife who's pregnant at the time and says like, you know, my wife's in labor. Save my wife, whatever, right? So they have like similar backstories. They're both outsiders. Mm-hmm. It's just Orson was born in Kunlun. Yep. He doesn't know anything outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. And he trains there since birth and ends up becoming the Iron Fist. Man, okay. An Asian village and just happened that the last two Iron Fists are white. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Marvel, you could have wrote any character yeah. you wanted for this. You could have anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. So while Orson is letting him know uh, his whole backstory, right? Orson, why he uh, is Iron Fist, how his father and everything. They uh, they know they have to go to this uh, underground city in New York. So they're kind of traveling the seedy back alleys of New York to get to the specific yeah. underground city that Danny has no idea about. And they're traveling like through the subways. Mm-hmm. And there's even like, you know, like um, almost like ghost towns in the tunnels of the subways yeah. that he's never seen before. Some really creepy stuff there. Okay, so they make their way to this big wall with the Iron Fist uh, symbol, Shao Lao tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on the wall. The two of them use their Iron Fist powers to break the wall, get to this forgotten underground city. It's this like um, weird uh, steps and alleyways underground. And this was all built by Orson's father. Remember the steampunk guy? Yeah. Had this like underground railway system with all these weird uh, old steampunky uh, attire everywhere. Do you remember do you remember Ninja Turtles 2 okay. Secret of the Use yeah. where like they need to find a new place to live in the sewers and they find like an old timey train station? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it looks just like that. Really? I don't even know that. I don't remember that. <laughs> like there's an old subway car in the middle of the station uh-huh. and they use that as part of their base. I remember them training them and then like getting ang- like sh- uh, Shredder getting angry at them at the like the old like the new ninjas or whatever uh yeah right okay was that all happening there no because that's the foot soldiers base oh the ninja turtles also find a new base oh i see what you're talking about in the underground because their original base gets destroyed in Ninja turtles one come on dude i don't know you gotta know this This looks more like, uh, remember in Batman, in Arkham, there's sure. a weird underground city? Yeah. One, city. Under like Wonder Tower? Yeah. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Batman, but okay. Okay. So while Orson and Danny were getting to this underground town, Davos has been training. If you don't know, he is the Steel Serpent. And Davos is cool. He's like this kind of like an Iron Fist kind of clone. Right. He uh, originally was out for the Iron Fist power. He instead has his other chi power and he draws his power from the Crane Mother. Now the the crane mother is this uh ruler of a different forbidden city not kunlun mm-hmm. kind of similar right yes i and believe there's like seven mystical cities they're called uh seven cities of heaven okay yeah yeah so uh davos is still vengeful he's yeah. still angry at Danny. he should have been the iron fist but that was taken away from him uh, the way he draws a steel serpent power is the crane mother gives davos his do- her daughters which is these like asian he's- women that turn into cranes yeah they turn to cranes and he he kind of sacrifices them and he gains chi that way. Yeah. And also, yeah. Davos' biological father is this character named Lei Kung the Thunderer. Yeah. Yeah. And Lei Kung the Thunderer is this like martial arts master from Kunlun that actually trained Danny Ran to defeat the dragon. Yes. He's also Orson's trainer. Exactly, yeah. So th- that guy's immortal. He's he's going to live forever. Really old, yeah. Yeah, so he's like the trainer of the people that test to become the Iron Fist. So you can see why Davos thought he was going to be Iron Fist. This is dad. This is the dad trainer. is the teacher guy. Yeah. And the and like, honestly, the Thunderer guy, all he cares about is someone is worthy enough to be Iron Fist. Right. And when it wasn't his son, it wasn't like, oh, it should have been you. Uh, it's just like, cool, good, someone's Iron Fist. And Davos took that as like disrespect. Like, why don't you love me, Dad? 
dead. Betrayal, <laughs> yeah. right? So Davos has got his hordes of Hydra ready to go. And he instructs them to go into the lost city down in the stem- steampunky area and attack Orson and Danny. Catch them by surprise. So they come towering in, just uh, Rapunzeling down in- into the city, fighting with all their guns. Meanwhile, Orson, he's got these guns that yeah. he uses. It's not just Kung Fu he uses. He has he- actual handguns. Hand pistols that he's got like strapped to his, his chest there. And he channels the chi into the bullets. Yep. Pretty cool. I, I think it's super cool. He even has like the, you know, the leather shoulder holsters. Straps. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he calls it gun foo. That's what Danny calls it. That's not what it uh, really is. <laughs> I think it's cool. So yeah, apparently this is an old trick. Like uh, Iron Fist in the past would put their chi into arrows, mm-hmm. but now it's guns. Yeah. It makes perfect it makes, sense. Yeah. Totally logical. Gun foo. Curve the bullet. Curve the bullet. <laughs> So what's the two of them after hordes of Hydra? They're kind of uh, doing a good job. There's a bunch of them. Danny's throwing his kicks. Uh, Orson is using his guns. And Orson also runs into one of the old uh, subway trains there. And he's looking for something at the uh, caboose of the train. He's after this book, The History of the Iron Fist. It's this glowing book that uh, it's yellow and only glows when an Iron Fist is holding it, right? It's magical. It's pretty much like all the knowledge of the Iron Fist written down, like the history and all the teachings. Martial arts. And he's he's put his knowledge into this book too, but he's trying to get it pretty much to pass it down to Danny. Yeah, that's right. And then Orson does a cool play. He turns on this ancient subway train and just crashes it into wall to get these Hydra off their back. <laughs> and Danny and Orson are able to climb out of the sewer and uh, back up top into New York. I swear to God, this is the Ninja Turtles intro. You're kind of right because it is like a a long shot of like an alleyway, <laughs> and then the like the manhole cover like explodes up and then they crawl out of the man it's like the intro to the Ninja Turtles cartoon well I mean if Daredevil and Ninja Turtles are in the same world then if so facto (laughs) Iron Fist is in the same world too yeah I mean the manhole cover explodes and these guys dress in green crawl out (laughs) (laughs) they've got uh, you know wraps around their eyes and everything martial arts martial arts there you go so Orson he just explains what this book is and Danny he's kind of thrusted into uh, more of the role right he knows now he has to fight these other immortal weapons they're just like other protectors of these other cities of forgotten planes yeah a lot of mythology here right there's like so much that danny doesn't even know of the responsibilities of the iron fist yes it's because maybe he didn't know the guy before him (laughs) yeah he was kind of drugged out right yeah and then lost no one knew about orson or anything orson he um explains why he ran away like he's gone from the role right Mm -hmm. all the other immortal weapons came to him and they they called on him to participate in the tournament. Yeah. But he didn't want to. He didn't feel it was right. Right. He didn't care about it. All he cared about was protecting Kun Lun. But they kind of attacked him while he was meditating. Yes. They uh, uh, got him from behind and they're attacking him, trying to force him to participate in the tournament. Yeah. Um, but Orson loses control of the Iron Fist. With one punch, he kills one of the other immortal weapons. And that's just too much of a cardinal sin to him. Yeah. He feels so guilty. Because like it's a tournament, but they all like are on the same level and they all respect each other because they're all like protectors yeah but he literally accidentally kills one of them so he panics and just runs away from the responsibility and he never returns to Kunlun. it's he just jets right yeah this tournament it's kind of like mortal combat sure right yeah just 
pulling all these warriors from different planes to fight each other. Meanwhile, we get a bit more of what's going on with the Wai Gao deal. deal. Okay. So Hogarth explains that he went behind Danny's back and he went ahead with the deal. Yes. Because Wai Gao took his mother. That's such out of nowhere, but yeah. like Wai Gao kidnapped Hogarth's mom to force him to do the deal. <laughs> so he's in a panic. He just has to go along with it, right? Yeah. Until he calls upon the heroes for hire. He needs help and he can't tell Danny. So he calls it, this hero fire is Luke Cage, Misty Knight, and Colleen, right? Colleen Wing. Yes. yes. So they're like, sure, we'll help you. Yeah. They're okay uh, helping out, right? Protecting Hogarth and everything and the corporation. So Danny and uh, Orson, they're, they're beat, right? They're tired, a long night of fighting. They're just going back to the office to, to like kind of relax. As they go back to the top of the office, there to surprise them is Davos, all of the, the Crane daughters, and more hordes of Hydra. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's like the whole lobby is literally like filled with all Hydra and then Davos in the middle. <laughs> Posing and everything. Yeah. With the Steel Serpent outfit. I think Davos looks kind of cool it's like iron fist but with purple mask yeah. instead no no deep v just no shirt at all no he's he's extremely proud of his tattoo yeah exactly so as you can imagine just some more much more bullets flying everywhere from the hydra some arrows flying out from the crane daughters and um orson is using his guns uh danny he's got his book in hand but he's still using his martial arts to kind of fend them off and davos is just yelling out die die for me and then weirdly enough like another floor down mm-hmm. is like i'm I'm guessing this is where like Hogarth is with like Luke Cage and and the rest of the heroes for hire. Yes. They're attacked by more Hydra soldiers. And they kind of make a quick work of them too. They're fighting it off. Colleen's got this cool uh, samurai sword and uh, Luke, you know, he's invincible. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't care. Uh, So they're fighting them off, trying to get Hogarth out of there because he seems to be the target. But the Hydra are able to get the upper hand and pull him into the elevator and uh, to try and uh, kidnap him too. So it looks like Danny and Orson can actually handle all of these people in the room you know all the the iron fist power the chi is making quick work of all these bodies but davos he's like calling onto the crane mother some more sacrificing all of the cranes the crane daughters Mm -hmm. around him and drawing more of the crane mother's power and he's just amplifying turning full-on purple right now like he gets so strong like his energy explodes and it literally like just wipes out even his own men yeah (laughs) he empties the room pretty much and now it's just like him versus the two iron fists and dan he's like trying to get up the energy to, to fight but before he could um orson is there and he's fighting davos he gets up in front and tries to be the target but orson but orson can't really stand a chance he's old remember he's been a, a drug addict for decades now but uh, davos is throwing kicks all at orson and you know orson really looks beat right now I, I don't think he's gonna gonna make it really and he's like dying in danny's arms mm-hmm. but as uh the elevator door opens it's like luke cage and uh Colin Colleen and Missy Knight are there. So they kind of like jump in to help. Uh, so some friends there to help out, right? Uh, Orson lets Danny know he's not going to make it. And what Danny needs is the extra chi. Orson is still holding. Mm-hmm. So he calls on Danny, says, you need to plunge your fist into my heart. and Take, take my it. chi. Take my chi. <laughs> right? You must take my all spark. <laughs> oh, uh, that's where they got that from. Okay. So this is weird sight where Orson, his heart, his chest kind of explodes explodes out and Danny pulls the chi out from mm-hmm. his body and we can see all of the orange chi circling around Danny. And it's cool because there's like these four panel shots mm-hmm. of everyone else's reaction and like Luke Cage is like damn and then the, the two women are like just in shock and then we see Davos and he's like no. <laughs> 
he calls Danny a cheat, right? He's like, oh, so you're taking someone else's cheat? Mm-hmm. Even though Davos has been cheating this whole time. I know. Dude, like a, he's a sore loser. Such, like the sorest. <laughs> and now Danny Rand, the only Iron Fist, is standing there. And his like power is like double now. And there's so much Kirby crackle around him. Really cool shot. So they, the two of them are facing each other. But uh, they go for kicks at each other. I think Davos realizes he's not going to win. So he calls on the Crane daughter's powers and he uses that to kind of just like teleport out of the office. Yeah, it's uh, like we'll settle this later, kind of ninja vanish. Yeah, it's totally. <laughs> so uh, Danny, he's uh, he's feeling sick in there now, right? He sees uh, a dead Orson in the office laying down. He's got the book and he's threatening one of the last Hydra there to, to tell him where did they take Hogarth? Because Hogarth, he's still gone. He's kidnapped now. Ki- totally kidnapped. Yeah. Along with his mommy. And he's like full on like almost like raging. Like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab this sword in your eye if you don't tell me where you took my friend, right? Yeah. Just the power is surging through him. But out of nowhere comes this um, electric spark. This lightning portal mm-hmm. erupts out of nowhere. And inside is Lee Kong the Thunderer. He's dope. He's dope. He is pretty dope. <laughs> um, he's got like a kind of similar uh, Iron Fist mask on, but it's like full black. And he's got these bracers on and a big sword on his back. And he's like yoked. Like his arms are huge. Pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he's immortal and he really feels like he can command a presence and right. he's the teacher, right? Again, he's he's Iron Fist, Danny Rand's like mentor. Yeah, right. And so he's paying Danny a visit. Along with them is UT. And that is the like uh, ruler of, of Kunlun, kind of like the mystical ruler of Kunlun right now. Right. And so they're calling upon Danny to participate in the tournament, remember? Yeah, he's like, it's your time now, right? Mm-hmm. It's the calling. Yeah. And Danny just found out about this tournament. He just got the book to try to learn more about being Iron Fist. But like, it's almost like, no, no time. It's it's now. He's thrusted into it um, as he's uh, going into the portal. You know, he's saying goodbye to his friends misty luke just saying this is what he was born for why he is the iron fist and the three of them lee kong ut and iron fist escape into the portal so that was the the end of the last iron fist story (laughs) the last we saw of the last iron fist orson randall you mean the last iron fist no not that one the last one yeah the last iron fist orson randall correct (laughs) he's not the last one he was the last one right randall There's even a lot of uh, Danny questioning him, like about his where he comes from and why do you know my father? And it's like even what, all while he's dying, he's like, "Are you my grandfather?" Yeah. And even then, Orson still won't answer. <laughs> no, no, he just leaves up to a mystery. Um, you know, I don't think uh, Orson is the most personable guy. No, he's a uh, haggard drug addict, right? Mm-hmm. I, I akin him to being like played by like a Bruce Willis type. Oh, really? Wow, like a diehard like. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore kind of guy. <laughs> I'm too old for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was a pretty interesting, a lot of building extra mythology there. A mm-hmm. tournament, six more cities. I mean, Iron Fist is an old character, right? Way old. Yeah. Yet they're still adding more to the lore of Iron Fist, which I really like. Yeah, they're really playing with it, right? Yeah. Um, A lot more like aligning with the Asian influences there, right? The mm-hmm. different cities, Crane, Mothers, and, and all that. Uh, Really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And also just like, you can see the, the similarities with Orson and Danny, right? They're Foreigners sure. into thrusted into this 
role and they're kind of trained but deserving of it. Yeah. And there's also like, we learn more about Iron Fist being more of a mantle and not just a person. Yeah. And we see a lot of the old Iron Fist, glimpses of different people throughout the centuries who have been Iron Fist. And like you said, there was one that like can shoot the chi out through like bow and arrows, which was, I thought was really cool. Yeah. There's little uh, vignettes of yeah. like backstories of other Iron Fist, which are kind of cool throughout mm-hmm. the story. So pick up the book if you want to read more about those too. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of weird. Like you can put his his chi in the gun. <laughs> like what it. is that? Gun fu. Gun fu. Gun fu makes sense. Makes total sense. <laughs> I'll give it a try later. Uh, yeah, well, that was the Immortal Iron Fist. That was the first six issues, right? Yes, that's right. And there's plenty more. Really enjoyable. Uh, I would totally recommend it. And I, I want to thank uh, E. Burnson. E. Burnson for suggesting that. Yeah, that was a good read. Really good. Uh, I didn't know that much about Iron Fist before this. Mm-hmm. So besides the TV show, and this kind of just builds upon that. And uh, we got a little bit tidbits of stuff in this in the TV show that I kind of I want them to go go more mystical to it in the sure, TV show yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. I want to see the next iteration of that too. Yeah. I wonder if Shang. She could kind of lead into some kind of Kunlun stuff. I mean, there is a tournament, I think, in Shang-Chi. Oh, there you go. Oh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> We're going to see uh, Johnny Cage in there. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. All right. That was Immortal Iron Fist. With that, do you want to get to our side stories? Yeah, let's do it. I am in studio this week. So you know that, you know what I've been watching all week, right? Uh, I've been watching here. I've been watching The Crown on okay. Netflix. Okay, yeah. I've been watching a crap load of that. I love that show. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if you guys don't know, it's a story of Queen Elizabeth and her okay. taking on The Crown. Yeah. Uh, and it's just uh, around the, nine, the time of the 1950s. And it's her um, getting the crown and dealing with having to be queen, right? Yes. And the best part is the accents. <laughs> yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, hello. So so like you're watching the early seasons, yeah. Meaning early it's still seasons. the uh, Claire Foy is playing Elizabeth. Claire Foy is playing Elizabeth, and uh, she is thrusted into the role. Um, and she's kind of a deer in headlights, having to deal with um, all the the difficulties of uh, all being proper and having to uh, dictate like these older guys who are the prime ministers and all that. Like yeah. speaking of uh, John Lithgow being Churchill, yes, yeah, very good, amazing. He's uh, he doesn't look like that normally. He's doing this hunchback thing to fill in the role yeah and i know the later seasons like they do like a time jump and all the actors change yeah still the same characters but the actors change Mm -hmm. i i still like the original cast best okay so i'm I'm enjoying the best stuff right now yeah savor it because it changes okay i'm in a middle of the second season still still original cast still original cast and uh just each actor is like giving it their all like she's just the queen and you can't tell me otherwise Mm -hmm. she's doing an amazing job uh and it's just like all the pressure she's dealing with as she's like having to take on the role as queen all of these suits around her are dictating every hour of her day any p- possible scandal or anything like that is she's trying to avoid it and any blemish to the monarchy the crown right yeah. it's just uh i didn't pick up on it right away i watched like a, an episode in the past and i, I quit on it because like who cares about this like rich people stuff mm-hmm. but it really picks up when you kind of realize it's kind of hard to be queen <laughs> I, I really liked it. Um, I did fall off once like the cast changed. Yeah. But I'm getting back into it. Okay. Because uh, the fourth season just came out. Yeah. So uh, that kind of draw my attention to it. Maybe I should really get into the show if they're giving it more seasons. And just like, I, I remember watching the first couple episodes thinking, could I possibly be queen? <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> Can maybe. I do it? You know, having to deal with all these people uh, talking to me and all that. And like all the... Uh, this I'm say no. Everyone in the mustaches. <laughs> yeah? I'm having to be no. proper. I don't think you could do it. <laughs> but it, you know, you get servants and all that. I don't really like them living in the Buckingham Palace. That's kind of... I don't want to do that. I don't like big spaces. So maybe if I can get some servants in my studio apartment, that'd be ideal. Okay. I don't... Uh, all right. What do you think about like um, Matt Smith? Matt Smith. So he plays um, Claire Foy's husband. He's mm-hmm. not technically king. Yeah. But... Uh, he's royalty right right he does a really good job uh i know him from doctor who and him kind of deal- living in her shadow really amazing yeah. and it's like eating at him it's eating at him we get into that more in season two but interesting how uh kind of everyone's personality kind of changes yeah and then um there's vanessa kirby's character yeah uh, uh, queen Mar- or princess margaret yes has to deal with being like second i guess yeah yeah there's a whole lot of flashbacks yeah of dealing with uh you know how they were raised to become royalty mm-hmm. Her specifically to be queen. Yeah, I think the show is, is very good. Just the acting, everyone's kind of like a tour de force. Amazing job. What about the uncle that like oh, yeah. <laughs> resigned? Yeah, he has like a high voice, is very <laughs> upper class. <laughs> he almost sounds like uh, John Lovitz or something. <laughs> Identify love. <laughs> he's my favorite. He's He's ridiculous. Yeah, but The Crown, it's an amazing show. It's a true story. Is it? No <laughs> way. So there's also like some history to it that I'm learning that uh-huh. uh, I know I did dig into it a bit in uh, The King's Speech, but more about like what actually happened with royalty. I'm actually curious about when we get to uh, later seasons, other generations, how that went down. Because I know like that's the thing, like people like learning about the royal family and understanding it. And like, it's like tabloid stuff, mm. but I don't know. I wasn't alive when it was going on. So I don't know, really. I'm going to wait till they get like a couple of seasons seasons down because there are time jumps right yeah i want to wait till we get like because next season um like uh prince charles becomes like an adult right yeah because in the early seasons he's just a child i want to wait till we get a lot further down where like his children are already adults yes uh, william and harry and then they get to be in the star wars that's this episode i want to watch that's what the one you want to yeah, watch i'm waiting for that one <laughs> well the, the, it's the height of their lives yeah in the star wars movie <laughs> it's the whole point of being royalty right it's the only benefit but yeah just imagine being queen all that pressure, all those appearances and speeches that you really don't care about. It wasn't your choice. Yeah, you can't do it, huh? I, can't, I don't think I can. Give me, a, give me a shot at it. Maybe I'll give it my college try, but I'm guessing not worth it. <laughs> I did it for love. <laughs> so yeah, The Crown. Good show if you guys are into that old school English stuff. Uh, I know you really like Downtown Abbey. I think Downtown Abbey is actually a better show. Yeah. As far as like drama. Like I really? love it. Uh, is it acting as good? Huh? Yeah. Because also like the crown is uh really queen elizabeth's story yeah whereas downton abbey is like the story of all the people at downton abbey whether you're the upstairs people or the downstairs and and almost like that line that causes um rifts between people turbulence when some people i don't want to spoil it because yeah. it's such a good show that i highly recommend it but like some people cross that line Ooh. some people uh th- like will backstab uh, people just to look better in front of the upstairs people oh really so like yeah I mean I, I honestly think Downton Abbey is definitely more more like dramatic must watch TV like oh. I, like a hard to take your eyes away really it just seems like so like black and white like the imagery everyone's just wearing these black and white suits it was like, yeah they're cannot... called tuxedos yeah it's boring <laughs> nobody's got any crowns no jewelry <laughs> they no do it's just frames. in their teeth yeah <laughs> 
That's uh, what I'm saying. Give give a, after you finish the second season of Crown, watch uh watch Downton Abbey. When does um Dan Stevens become a beast <laughs> and sing to Emma Watson? That's what I want to watch. It turns out he's a mutant. He's a mutant. Charles Xavier. <laughs> Oh, you have anything that's, else? That's it for me. All right. Just uh, wondering all week, should I become queen? <laughs> You've been hanging out with the queen all week. I have been hanging out with the prince. Prince? Yeah. The uh, artist formerly known as prince? No. Okay. The Fresh Prince oh, yeah. of Bel-Air had their like reunion episode kind of cool. thing. So it's not really like a story episode. It is the cast coming back together to talk about the show. Uh, I think it's, what, 30 years? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So it's on HBO Max. Um, I love the original show. Like I've seen every episode repeatedly. It's an amazing sitcom it's such a like groundbreaking show yeah um and there's also like a lot of drama behind the scenes and really and that is talked about on the reunion also what real okay maybe we should save it for viewers to i mean watch i don't it, think but... i don't think uh it's not a secret that there's two aunt vivs what what are you talking about <laughs> And let's just say, like, we get to learn more about what happened. Okay, yeah. I was wondering, um, it's just like a weird thing. Like, in season three or whatever, they just hold switch and they have to live with it. Yeah, and it's not really spoken of um, ever since. But uh, it, they shed some light on what happened there. Really? It's, yeah. like, really dramatic. It's, like, really dramatic. Yeah. And, um, of course, they have to talk about James Avery, huge part of the show. Yes. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Uh, who's passed away back in 2013, I think. Wow. So, like, it's sad that he's not part of this, but he's definitely... Um, talked about a lot and given his time the episode okay yeah. okay yeah I know he's like an important uh, like he's a really good father figure for the show I, and, and they also talk about like even um, behind the scenes because like it's a lot of kid actors oh yeah and he's like a real stage actor and uh, he, like Shakespearean yeah and he really showed them the way and uh, even like helped them understand uh, the responsibility as uh, black actors and oh. what they signify to the wrestlers that's really interesting yeah I know like in the clips of the trailers like uh, when Will was doing a good scene uh james avery's like now that's acting yeah yeah that's really good oh wow yeah and it's really cool to get insight on like the behind the scenes stuff of how even how the show was created mm -hmm. and like where the idea came from and like will smith was a rapper and they're yeah they just gave him a show and how the rest of the cast had to like you know they they of course they auditioned but like they don't know the characters yet so they're still finding the characters as the show starts yeah and they even talk about like how originally the idea was like the uh, crutch of the show was like the conflict between Will and the uncle. Oh. Right? Just because they just come from different worlds now? Yeah. And he's like trying to teach him and it's like a back and forth now. But then eventually they found the comedy of Will and uh, Carlton. Carlton. So that became more of a, a lot of the show plot. Okay. I really relate to Carlton. I felt like I'm a lot like <laughs> really? it. Yeah. Okay, sure. I don't know how rich you were growing yeah, up, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> I dance the same. I'll say that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I say if you are a fan of the show uh definitely try to watch this i i think it's worth even subscribing to hbo max for a month if you want yeah. to see it okay and the time is like uh converging with the wonder woman stuff if you're a fan of both <laughs> okay yeah HBO i was max. like what are you talking about yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it is <laughs> you know the cameo with gal gadot on the tv show <laughs> that's right that's right i forgot <laughs> yeah so uh princess and prince oh <laughs> Um, but I I am a huge fan of it. I, I want to watch the reunion again. Really? It's yeah. that fun? It's so cool. They redid the set of the, like the living room and it looks exactly the same. Oh, they remade it. Yeah. So that's where they're sitting. And uh, it's cool to see them talk about like their favorite moments. Yeah. And you get to see old footage, uh, even like some mistakes. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like bloopers? Some really funny mistakes that they, not even bloopers, like in the actual episode, but there's like mistakes. Oh, they, they kept it in? They, they, they couldn't 
get away, get around it. So, like, oh, really? but it's really funny. Okay. I'm give that a watch. I, that was a great show. I remember like one of the best. All the cool kids watched Fresh Prince. Yeah. So, um, it's really fun. Uh, all the people that came back to do the reunion, it's like, of course, the main cast, but like Jazz is there. Did you Jazz Jeff? Yeah. Uh, and, um, I forgot his name, but in the show, Jeffrey the butler is also there. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And he's one of the funniest characters, too. Yeah. He's actually British. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, man, I want to watch it again. Really? It's like an hour or something long. I think it's a little longer than I thought. So, like, it's maybe, it might be an hour and a half to two hours. Mm, okay. Odds are you are a Fresh Prince fan, so give that a watch. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched it yet. The I reunion. Watch. Yeah. The reunion. Okay, yeah. yeah. Of course, I've watched every episode yeah. three times. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, one of the mostly syndicated shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. You watch it everywhere. What do you think is the most dramatic scene? Is it the, how come he don't want me? Yeah. Or is it the, you owe me. I saved your life. You owe me. I don't know that one. What's that one? It's when Carlton got mugged, so then he got a gun. Oh. And then they were in the hood? No. Oh. They were, they got mugged at the ATM, and Will jumped in front to, he got shot. Oh. And Carlton got so scared that he got a gun, and, and Will's in the hospital. And then Carlton shows Will that he has a gun, and he's going to go. And Will is, like, begging him not to take the gun. Oh. So, I think it's the first one, because that's the one that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the gu- everyone knows the father one. Yeah. But I think the gun one, for me, it was like, wow, that's really good. Man, I also want to think about, like, the last scene when they're leaving. Yeah. He just, like, a tear comes to your eye. That's true. I mean. Completely empty yeah. room. Yeah. And Uncle Phil's like, like you're my son, too, and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got to watch that uh, reunion. I feel like crying. Okay. I, I'm going to watch it today. Okay. <laughs> All right, that is it uh, for a side story. That's all I have. Yeah, a lot of TV shows this week. Mm. Um, something new for The Crown, you know, all new story. And then a reunion for, for The Fresh Prince. Different type of royalty. <laughs> all right. Uh, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I think we might be taking next week off yeah. for the giving of thanks. Yeah, something going on. Uh, turkeys or... We're going to be hunting no, some turkeys. I'm going to be too gonna... sleepy to record so, yeah, yeah. from eating all the turkeys. So uh, I'll probably post the classic episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a print something uh some episode we enjoy we're not sure what yet yeah but definitely tune in uh so you don't miss it subscribe to the reader copy podcast we're on apple podcast google podcast stitcher and you can even stream us on spotify yeah let us know if you think i could be queen on all the social media on instagram facebook and twitter uh at the reader copy podcast thanks guys all right and uh daniel in your best british accent could you please hit us with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book then pick it up and read your copy are you Julia Child? Uh, maybe. Yeah, she, that's that's what even... the queen sounds like. Okay, thanks guys. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>